Good morning to everybody. Bezra Hashem, we're up to share number 362. We're learning today Le'ilay Nishmas Bina Bas Beryl Dov Hakayan, Le'rafuish Lema Shmuel Ben Tehila, and Le'rafuish Lema Fradal Sarah Bas Shendel. Okay, but Ezra Hashem Yisbarach, we'd like to start our new malacha of Lush. Lush is, the translation of Lush is basically kneading, but of course, it's, we're going to see it has, um, it comes into play in various, various different uh, issues in reference to food items on Shabbos. So as we always do when we start a malacha, we always want to know um, what, where, and where it was done in the Mishkan, what it's connected to, and how it came about. So Lamaisa brings on the Seyfet Lamates Malachas, as he always does, so beautiful, um, an introduction to each malacha. The Lamaisa, it was a, uh, it is a machalikis between Rishonim as to what exactly what the action in the Mishkan was. One, some want to say that Lamaisa, there was, uh, was a question of making the dyes. And making the dyes, they had to take herbs um, in a powdery form, which was part of tochen, grinding the, uh, the malacha, which we learned previously. And, make, and what they had to do then is mixing it with water, making a thick paste. Now, making this powder and water together for a thick paste... That was the malacha, according to some Rishonim, the malacha of Lush. Now, there's another opinion amongst the Rishonim, which is a little bit more of the more well-known opinion in Lush, and that was the the Lush existed and was required for the making of the Lechem HaPanim, and also various certain type of meal offerings, for example, like the Menachas and so on. So basically, by the Lechem HaPanim, uh, that was one of the regular Karbanas, and it was basically, it was wheat, regular wheat that was grown, and the wheat was ground into flour. Once again, like we said, by the those who hold like the herbs, the same thing, it was ground up, the Tochen, um, which was the previous Malach again, which we spoke about, it was ground into flour, and then it was kneaded, mixed together with water, making it into dough. So now we're making that dough. The actual kneading part is called lush, what we know the malacha of lush. But we're going to see that it's not doesn't just have to do with kneading dough per se, but one is actually sort of like mushing together the dough. We're going to see that it could be even sometimes when one just puts two ingredients together, it could be questions of kneading also, even though one might not actually be doing any actions to make it, to do a kneading process. But we're going to see, let's first see the basic guidelines, the introduction, and see as we go down the line. So Lamaisa, what is exactly the definition? How would we describe lush? What exactly is taking place? So again, this explains to us the Sefer Lamates Malachas in the English section that lush is defined as the combining of two of tiny particles into a solid or semi-solid mass. And how is it done? Not just by itself, it's done by a liquid medium. In other words, not by, like if you have a banana mashing it down just as is, but for example, mixing in, one is taking, let's say, ground flour, putting in together the liquid, the water, or whatever, and that makes it into one mass, that is lush. That is the malacha of lush. This is essentially what occurs when dough is made. That's how we make dough. We have the flour, which can't become dough without the water. And of course, we have the water, which can't become dough without the flour. You mix them together and you have one mass. That mixing is what we know as lush. Now, we're going to even see that according to many can merely adding and mixing liquid into a thick sauce or paste or the likes or such a substance would be lush also. We're going to see as we go down the line 
that there are those who want to say that if you put together even just water together with the dough, or you put together two substances, like we said, without the mixing per se, uh, and they become one mass without doing any actions at all, that also could be an issue of lush. But we're going to see as we go down the line. Now, it brings down the Sefer Shabbos kitchen, interesting, that the, the, um, the Isra of Lush is not only limited to actual kneading per se, but it would also be usher to do an act of stirring, beating, or the like, where you're making the particles, the small particles together, of course, with the liquid into one body mass. Would even be also it's taka also to pour just pouring the water onto the flour without any mixing also is not allowed to be done. Now we're gonna have to get into there's different type of um, consistencies of the mass itself. You could have, for example, like a dough, which is very thick, and then we could have something like a baby cereal or like a cake batter type of a thing, which is more of a fluid uh, type of a mixture. Obviously, the dough is going to be the worst type of um, mixture, the worst type of lush, and that is Osir Minatoira. That is a the thickest type of of mixture. Moving down the line, as it gets thinner, it's still usher to make such a mixture that you have two ingredients combined together, even though it's a thinner mixture. But we're going to see as to how thin, as to how fluid the mixture could be, whereby it will be either usher minatayra, usher medirabonan, or something that will be totally mutter. For example, if somebody has a you know somebody has a coffee in a case where it's not bishul and they just put some sugar into their coffee. Uh, again, in the case where there's no bishel involved, a klishlishi, whatever the case is, we're not getting all to the, the cooking, the bishel aspect of it. Of course, even though you'll say, well, I mixed together uh, coffee and I mixed in sugar, even if, so, if somebody put two, three um, spoons of sugar, but it's still a regular drinkable coffee, that would not be any issues of lush. A regular drink like coffee, tea, and the like, water, juice, or whatever, just because you put a little bit of something into it, even if one would go ahead and put, um, you know, uh, they have these xylitols and, fl- and, and, uh, and sugars and whatever it, was, whatever it is, but it's still a drink and it's a regular flowing drink, so that is not the issue. That would be totally mutter. That is out of the realm of lush. But as it gets thicker, the thicker it gets, the worse it gets. But again, we're going to go through each um, consistency of the mass itself and how it gets thicker, how it gets worse, and we have to see all the ins and outs and all the details. Right now, we just want to get the guide lines as to what it's all about. Now, we do have to know also this uh, needing the, the malach of lush does not only apply to uh, foods per se, which is basically what we're going to be talking about, but just to throw it out, it brings down the safer right? So Allah, I want us to know, for example, to make cement, right? When, the, when one makes cement together with the water, the whole mixture together, that's also will be Asr the Isr of lush. And lastly, one more thing I just want to explain. We're going to see also in the Malacha of Lush, um, whereby there will be certain instances whereby there is uh, certain Shinuyim, which would be allowed to be used. Just like we saw in Tochen, a Shinoi Gomer would apply in certain instances and would help to take away the Isra of Tochen. We're going to see in Lush also certain Shinuyim, certain changes in the, in the kneading process would help to take away the Isra of Lush. But again, we have to specify each one. It's only those that are mentioned, of course, in the Shulchan Aruch. It's not just any Shino. It has to be Shino Gomer, which we've discussed. But we're going to get into all the details, the ins and outs of when they apply and how they apply in thick mixtures, in thinner mixtures, and 
mixtures, like we said, that just flow like a drink, which in general would not be a problem. Okay, everybody, thank you for listening. Have a great day, Cult of.